Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. Let's join in for this week's message. Man, we've been having a great time in this summer series. How many enjoyed this so far in the summer series that we've been doing? Every single summer, man, we have a focus, and that focus is on the Bible. In fact, in July, we call it Bible Month. And I know every single Sunday, we talk about the Bible, and we read Scripture, and we break it down and preach the Scripture. But in the month of July, we really give a focus to the power of the Word of God personally in our lives. In fact, my goal as a pastor all the time, but especially in the month of July, is to teach you and train you how to not just come to church on Sunday and hear a message and say amen, although you should say amen, come on. But also so that you can know how to open up the Bible and read it for yourself to get the word of God inside of you because we believe that the Bible is powerful, that there is power to change lives within the pages of this book. And this is our vision. I just said it to change lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth of God's word. So every single July, we have two goals. Everybody say two goals. Two goals. I've told you every single week during this series, two goals. The first one is we want to get the word of God in you. So everybody say, get it in me. Get it in me. Get it in you. I want you to know how to open the Bible and read it for yourself. And so we give you tools to do that. We have our soap cards. In fact, they are at your seat once again this morning. And these soap cards just teach you just a little easy Bible study method. The soap stands for scripture, observation, application, prayer. It's on the card. You can read it and understand it. And what we've been doing is we've been studying through the book of Ephesians and we've been doing this little soap thing together. In fact, every single week, what I'm doing is just taking a passage out of one chapter. Today, we're going to be in chapter three of Ephesians and just kind of doing a little soap as we preach it together on a Sunday. But I've also been challenging every one of you to take these cards and every day, everybody say it, every day, Every day, do this soap together. It's really only two or three verses, but it's really a way to not just read a bunch of the Bible, but to actually get something from the Bible and get it into your life. I've been challenging you to do that every single day. And then every week, together as a family, to take these little soap cards and just one time during the week, gather your family together and do a soap together. In fact, we just did in our family just yesterday with our family, we went through Ephesians chapter two, what it was for yesterday's soap. And it's so, it's so awesome to hear my daughters who are teenagers just sharing what God's putting on their heart as we're studying that together. And then little Easton, he's two and a half years old and he wanted to be a part of it too. Come on, right? Can't leave him out. And so we did the scripture, we did the observation, we did the application, and then we get to the prayer time. And so we're kind of letting everybody say a prayer and Easton wanted in on it too. And so he did his hands like this and he goes like this and then he goes amen this is awesome right it's awesome. And I would encourage you, do this with your family. I don't care if they're teenagers or if they're little kids. You can get together and study the Bible and form a habit in their lives. Come on. Form a habit in their lives. This morning, man, I got up and I'm getting ready to go to church. And my, both of my daughters are sitting at the, at the dinner table eating their cereal. And both of them had their phone open reading their Bible. I was such a proud dad. Because we had taught them this, and they do it every single morning, and you can do it as well. Get it in you, sir. Everybody say, get it in you. 
Number two, we want to get it to people in the world who don't have it. If the Bible is life-changing, we can't just keep it to ourselves. We have to get it to people in the world that don't have it. And we've told you every week that there are people in the world that don't have a Bible in their language, but we're doing something about it together through Fire Bible. We are helping to translate Bibles into languages of people that don't have a Bible in their language. And we've challenged every single family in the church to join us on this, that I believe every family could do $150 towards Fire Bible. That'd be 15 Bibles that you could do it between now and the end of the year. At the end of the service, I'll kind of tell you a little bit about an easy way you can do that where you really wouldn't even miss it if you just do the little thing I'm going to tell you at the end. And together, we can get the powerful Word of God into our lives and into the lives of people who need it in their lives so that together we can change lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Come on, how many going to join me on this? How many, some of you already are, some of you are not convinced yet. We're three weeks into this. It's time to get on board, right? And we've been studying through Ephesians, and today we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 3. So if you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and open there to Ephesians chapter 3. And let me just kind of catch you up on where we've been. We found that Ephesians has some really powerful points, but one of the main themes in this book of Ephesians, it's just kind of one of the overarching themes, is that God wants us to know Him. How many know today that you can know God, and God can know you, and that is so powerful. In fact, this is really our key thought for the entire series. It's on the screen. Why don't you read it aloud with me today on the count of three. One, two, three. Knowing God changes everything. That's not what the scream says, but that's okay. All right, we're going to do it together. Knowing God changes everything. One, two, three. Knowing God changes everything. That's the key of this whole book of Ephesians. In fact, in Ephesians chapter one, Paul says, I pray. This is my prayer for you that you would know him more. And what is, what is Paul saying? Paul's saying, hey, the more you know God more, the more things are going to change in your life. It makes everything better that you can know him and he can know you. And this is the theme we see running all through the book of Ephesians. We see it even into Ephesians chapter 3, what we're going to study today. And and let's put that up there today. Ephesians chapter 3. And we're going to start with verse number 14. And why don't we just all read it together on the count of three. One, two, three. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your dwell dwell in your hearts through faith and i pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of christ and to know his love that measure all of the fullness of God now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever and ever come on isn't that amazing and how many of you noticed a theme that was in there did you notice it Like, if you didn't notice it, you're not very perceptive, because I I emphasized it every single time. What was it? It was power. Come on, right? How many know today that God wants to give you power to live the kind of life that he called you to live? 
In fact, last week we talked about how God, that the more we know him, the more we're going to know his purpose for our life. And he has a purpose for us to live out and to fulfill in this life. But how many know that's amazing, but sometimes it can be frustrating. Right? Because it can be, hey, I know God wants me to do something, but I'm not really sure if I have the power and strength to do it. Come on, anybody ever been there before? Like, I'm trying to live this life. I'm trying to do the thing. Like, God put it on my heart, look, to to adopt or or to foster a kid. But, man, it's such a struggle and it's so hard. And I don't know if I can do all that. And the kids' lives are kind of messed up because of their background. And there's all this paperwork to fill out and all this stuff to do. And I don't know if I have the power to do it. Come on, right? Some of you guys put it on your heart to minister to teenagers or to minister to men or to minister to the elderly or whatever it might be. And you're going, man, I know God has put this in my heart. The more I know him, the more I'm seeing what he's asking me to do. But sometimes I just feel powerless to do it. Some of you, even as I'm talking about getting Bibles into people's hands, man, it's stirring your heart. And you're going, man, I want to do that thing towards fire bomb. I want to give, but our finances are struggling. And man, I just feel powerless. I don't know if I have what it takes to do what God has called me to do. Come on, am I the only one that's ever felt this way before, right? And here's what Paul says. Paul says, hey guys. There is a power that is available to you to live out the life that God has called every single one of you to live. It's the power at work inside of us. That leads me to our observation for today. Now we're going to get to it. Here it is. You ready? The observation is this. The more I know God, the more I'll know his power. Can I just tell you today, the more you know God the more you're going to know his power at work inside of you. In fact, I just want us to take this passage of scripture that we read, and I want us to break it down just a little bit today. And I want us to talk about how do we know the power of God working in our lives? What does that look like? And I I just want us to break down the passage and see three things about the power of God working in our lives that we see right from this passage today. Number one, if you're taking notes, write it down. I want you to see who gives the power. Everybody say, who gives the power? Who gives the power? Well, it tells us right here. Verse number 16. Check this out. Paul says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through what? Through his spirit. Who is it that gives us the power to live out the life that God has called us to live? Who is it that gives us the power to fulfill the purpose that God has put in our lives for us to fulfill? What does it say right there? It says it is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that gives us the power. Now, here's what I know. When I say that word, Holy Spirit, some of you go, I I don't know about that. Come on, right? Some of you even right now, when I said it, you're like, well, I didn't know we were one of those kind of churches, Pastor. You know, like, because here's the deal. Like, that word, Holy Spirit, it raises a whole lot of different emotions in our lives, in our minds. And it all has to do with previous experiences that we've had before. It all has to do with preconceived ideas and beliefs from things that maybe we have seen before. And when I talk about power of the Holy Spirit, some of your mind just goes right to where you were when you were a kid in the church that you grew up in. Come on, right? Like maybe you grew up in one of those churches that was overemphasized the Holy Spirit. Everything is Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And you might have even said it like this, Holy Ghost, you know. Like that all the time, all the time, all the time. And, and maybe that's kind of where your mind goes when I talk about Holy Spirit. 
Others of you, when I, when I talk about Holy Spirit, you go to, you know, maybe your previous church experience where you grew up or something that you've, you've been a part of before where they didn't talk about the Holy Spirit at all. In fact, you know, everybody knew God the Father and everybody knew God the Son, but God the Holy Spirit was kind of like weird Uncle Eddie, you know, that nobody, you know, you know he's there, but we just don't talk about him, you know what I'm saying? Am I right? Come on, how many know when I say the word Holy Spirit, all kinds of stuff comes into your mind. And it all has to do with what you experienced in your past or how you grew up or what you have seen. And I, come on, I'll just admit, and let's just be honest. It's okay. It's okay. We're church. You gotta be honest in church. Sometimes when people talk about the Holy Spirit, sometimes things that have been done in the Holy Spirit, come on, are weird. Can we just be honest, right? And so here's what I'm going to tell you today, all right? As we talk about the Holy Spirit, here's, here's what you got to know. The Holy Spirit is not weird. Yes. Right? But here's the deal. People are weird. In fact, just look at your neighbor and tell them, you're weird. Just tell them, the other one on the other side, say, you're weirder than the other. You're weird. And here's what we have to know, guys, okay? I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit, but here's what we have to know. Look, the Holy Spirit's not weird. But people are weird. And people do weird things and call it the Holy Spirit. Come on. People do weird things in the name of the Holy Spirit. And so the reason this is like a tension when I start to talk about the Holy Spirit is because of things that we have seen in our past. And let me just tell you something. The Holy Spirit is not weird. People make them weird. And we cannot throw out the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives just because of things that have maybe we have seen in the past that seem a little weird or that maybe we don't understand or people maybe took it a little bit too far. And so now we're going to throw the Holy thing out and miss out on the power that God has for our lives. See, every single believer, come on, everybody say, every believer, every believer needs the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives. This is where the power comes from. In fact, let me just illustrate it like this. How many remember back in the day when they had the old, old cell phones? Come on, you remember the old ones? Like, I mean, back in the day when they first started, they had, they had the bag phone. Anybody ever remember the bag phone? Anybody ever seen one of those before, right? And man, you'd talk on that thing. You couldn't talk on it very long because it was like $900 a minute, you know what I'm saying? So you didn't talk very long on that. And then we kind of progressed a little bit. We got the next kind that was, was, the, was the car phone. Anybody remember the car phone? Remember that, right? And so, I mean, that was like Night Rider days. Or if you had one of those, like you're driving a, you know, a soft top BMW with your, with your collar flipped up like that, you know? And that was, that was back in those days. And then in my days, we had, uh, this is my favorite one, we had the Zach Morris phone. Come on, anybody remember Zach Morris? This guy was my hero when I was in about eighth grade, right? And he had that phone. And nowadays, man, we don't talk on bag phones or car phones or brick phones anymore, man. We got iPhones, right? And then and these things have come a long way. You can do all kinds of crazy stuff with these phones. Check your email, send text messages, gifts, all the stuff that you can do on your phone. And so just imagine, okay, imagine with me today that after service we're sitting out you know talking in the lobby and just hanging out and all of a sudden you hear a phone ring and I reach in my back pocket and pull out a Zach Morris phone and start talking on it some of y'all would be like okay pastor I love you okay and because I love you I want you to know that there's an upgrade that is available Like, we have better phones than that. We don't talk on those anymore. And imagine as you said that, imagine if I said, yeah, I know there's the newfangled stuff or whatever, but I don't believe in that stuff. 
Like, I don't understand how it all works anyway. In fact, man, I've had some bad experiences with those new phones. In fact, I've even seen some people who kind of got weird on the new phone and maybe even kind of misused it just a little bit. So I think I'll just stick with my old Zach Morris phone. Some of y'all would say, all right, pastor, I love you, but something wrong with you, right? And you know what would happen? I would be missing out, wouldn't I? On a power that would be available to me because I didn't understand the new thing. Come on, right? I would be missing out because somebody abused it or because I didn't know about it or didn't understand it. And how many know there are a lot of Christians that live just like this? They're missing out on an upgrade. Come on. You, you know Jesus, but, but you maybe don't know the power of the Holy Spirit to work in your life. And maybe you say, well, I don't understand it. And maybe somebody abused it. Or maybe someone acted weird in the name of the Holy Spirit. And I just don't know if I want to know anything about that because I don't really understand it. And I would tell you today, maybe just maybe you're missing out on a greater power that God has in store for you. That there is power. That the more I I know God, the more his spirit is going to work in me and the more I'm going to know his power that comes through his Holy Spirit to give me all that I need to live out the purpose that God has given me to live out on this planet. Man, there's a power and and it's the Holy Spirit that gives us that power. In fact, I love what Mark Batterson said. He says, if you're leaving out one third of the Trinity, you're only operating in two thirds of your spiritual capacity. Chew on that for a minute. How many Christians are only living at two-thirds of the power that they could have if we would open up and allow the Holy Spirit to be at work in our lives? There's a power. Who is it that gives us the power? It's the Holy Spirit. Number two, write this one down. Where does the power work? Look at it in verse number 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit. And look at this. In your what? In your inner being. Check this out. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us the power. But where does the Holy Spirit work? What does it say right there? He works in us. That the power of the Holy Spirit is to strengthen us from the inside out. That God wants to strengthen your inner core. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever done any, any working out, any exercise and stuff like that. But if you have, here's what you, here's what you will know. That core strength is one of the most important strengths. Right? Because it's where, it's in your core where you have your foundation. It's where you have your stability. It's where the functionality of, of exercise really comes from. In fact, many trainers will tell you that it, that it's the core strength that builds all the other kind of strength. But here's the thing is that nobody wants to work on the core strength. Because we want to do arm day, right? Sun's out, gun's out. I want to show these bad boys off. Right? Nobody wants to do crunches. I put a shirt on. Nobody's going to see that, right? I want everybody to see this. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, is that it's the, it's the core strength that really brings the stability and brings the functionality so that we can do stuff and not get hurt, especially as you're getting older like me. You know what I'm saying, right? And here's the thing is this is the way we are in the spirit a lot of times. Man, I, you know what? I don't want to work on the inner stuff inside me. I want the stuff everybody's going to see. Give me the gifts. Let me prophesy. Let me speak. Let me, let me pray out loud so everybody can see. And let me get my guns out so everybody can see how spiritual that I am, right? Yeah. 
But what does Paul say? Paul says, no, 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 no. Hey, there's some outside stuff that the Spirit does and gives us power for, and we'll talk about in a minute. But here's where the Spirit really works inside of us. It's the core strength. It's the inner strength that happens. It's not just about the gifts of the Spirit flowing, which are important, but more important than that is the fruit of the Spirit that's happening deep down inside of us. In fact, I think this is why the Holy Spirit gets a bad rap a lot of times in churches. Because we focus on the outward expressions of the Spirit. We focus on the gifts of the Spirit, which are important, and we should have those things. But here's what happens. Is there are some people who flow in the outward gifts, expressions of the Spirit, but don't have the inward fruit of the Spirit. And so they may prophesy or speak in tongues or do all of that kind of stuff, but then we see their lives and they don't have any joy and they don't have any love and they don't have any peace and they don't have any patience with others and they go around gossiping and calling it a prayer request. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. They got a bad attitude or they're self-centered and selfish and thinking only about themselves. And so people go, if that's the Holy Spirit, I don't want it. Right? And so here's, the power comes from the Holy Spirit, but where does the power begin? Where is it at work? It is at work inside of us to bring the fruit of the Spirit flowing. And then when the fruit of the Spirit is flowing out of our lives, then the gifts can flow out of our lives and have credibility to them. Come on. In fact, this is what Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love. I'm only a resounding gong and a clanging cymbal. See, the power comes from the Holy Spirit. But where does, it, where does it work? It works in the inner core, inside of us to strengthen our core. And then this is what happens. When the fruit of the Spirit begins to flow in our life, and we begin to have that, that inside work of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and the things that the Spirit does inside of us, then as it does that inside of us, it can flow out of us to make a difference in the world around us. In fact, that leads me to the third observation point is this is where does, who is it that gives us the power? It's the Holy Spirit. Where does the power work? It works inside of us. But number three, check this out. What is the power for? Well, look at this verse number 20, his power is at work in us to him be glory. What? In the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. What is the power at work inside of us for? It's so that God can get the glory in the church and in all generations forever and ever. Amen. There is a power that is available through the Spirit. It works inside of us so that once it has transformed in the inside of us, it can flow out of us to transform lives around us. This is what it's for. It's to make a difference in our church and in our neighborhood and in our community and in every generation that has come before and since us. The power works in us to go out of us to make a difference in the world. And not just to one generation, but to all generations. In fact, that's why the church exists. To take the power of God from one generation to the next, to the next, to the next. In fact, just as, I mean, just yesterday, I was, we, we drove to Oklahoma to be at my grandma's funeral. She was 86 years old. Amazing, amazing lady. My grandpa just passed away back in January. They had been married 70 years. 70 years. Most of that time spent as pastors and leaders of churches. And I just sat there 
As I spoke my part of the of this funeral, and as I sat there listening to my dad preach his own mom's funerals, if you can imagine that, and, and not, I mean, I was sitting there going, even if we wanted to say something bad about my grandma, you, yeah, there was nothing bad to say. I mean, she was the picture of love and faithfulness, and just, and I, and then I, I, I read a little thing about her, and and in there she has eleven grand or eleven great grandchildren and four great great grandchildren. I mean, think about that. Think about the legacy that she left. A woman who, who knew what I'm talking about, the power of the Holy Spirit working inside of her to live a life that it would impact not just her generation, but the next and the next and the next and the next. Many of the people that were sitting in that room, myself, my sister, many others are in full-time ministry, grandchildren in full-time ministry because of the legacy that she left for us flowing through the power of the Holy Spirit working inside of her. In fact, this is, what, this is what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 1. He said, you will receive power when the Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What is the power for? Not just so I can feel good. Not just so we can have great worship services. Oh, worship was so good today. Yeah, that's great. I hope it is. Not just so we can have good sermons. and No, I just can just get all the feels. You know what I'm saying? There's more to it than that. Is so that lives can be changed. So that it can go from here to our community, to the world around us. This is why we're doing Fire Bible, guys. Because it's not just about us. It's not just about coming to church and feeling something great on Sundays. And I hope that you do. But it's about something greater than that. That the power begins to work inside of you. So that it flows to the world around you to make a difference in the church. And to every generation forever and ever and ever and ever. So here's the application. How do I, man, how do I know God in this way that I can experience the power of the Holy Spirit in my life? Three things, write them down. The first one is this. You got to grow in the Spirit. Everybody say grow in the Spirit. Grow in the Spirit. Verse 16, check it out. I pray that out of his glorious riches, you may, he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being. Here's what I would challenge you with today, every single one of you today. If you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, be filled. There's a power that's available to you. Why would you, why would you miss out on that just because you don't understand it or just because somebody abused it? You can be filled with the Holy Spirit and have this power that I'm talking about. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, here's my challenge. Be filled in a greater way. Grow and go deeper in the Spirit of God. Allow His Spirit to move inside of you in deeper and deeper ways. In fact, Paul said it like this in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. He says, do not be drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery, but instead be what? Everybody say it out loud. Be filled with the Spirit. Paul says, hey, don't fill yourself with spirits. Be filled with the Spirit. Y'all see what I did there? That was pretty good, I know. And you know, here's the deal. Some of you, that is your thing, man. You fill yourself with spirits every, every weekend. You're out there and that's, man, you're trying to find something in something that's never going to give you what you're looking for. Some of you, it's not alcohol. It's other, it's other habits. It's other stuff. It's Netflix. And man, I'm having a bad day, so I'm just going to binge out on Netflix or it's social media or it's whatever it is that we go to to try to fill us on the inside. And I will tell you, none of those things will do it for you. Paul says, be filled with the spirits. 
Man, it'll give you everything you need to live out the purpose that God has for you here on this planet. You need His Spirit working in you. If you're not filled, be filled. If you if you're not haven't been filled in a while, be refilled wherever you're at. Get more of the Spirit. Grow in Him. And I'll just tell you this, it's not a one-time thing either. In fact, Ephesians 5.18, I love the way it says it in the International Standard Version. Stop getting drunk with wine, which leads to wild living, but what? Keep being filled with the spirits. You're going to grow in the spirit. Number two, write this down. I'm going to get connected to God's people. Look what it says right here in verse 17. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power. How? Together with all the Lord's holy people. See, the spirit's power is not just something that happens individually. It's something that happens corporately. It's something that is, that is even more powerful when we come together. I think about the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit that was promised was poured out upon the church. What happened in Acts chapter 2? They had been together worshiping and praying and seeking. And then what happened? As they were all together in one place, the scripture says that then the Holy Spirit was poured out upon them. There's something powerful about that when I get connected to other believers with the purpose of seeking and knowing God and helping others to know Him then in those moments, that's when the Holy Spirit is poured out on us. When we do this thing together, Jesus said it like this. He says, if two or three come together in my name, I will be there. And if they agree on anything, it will be done in heaven just as it is done on earth. Some of you, this is the next step for you. You need to get together. You need to get in a life group. You need to, you need to make, make sure you're plugged in on Sundays. You need to go through life track and find you a place, a team to get involved in because there's power when we do it together. I'm going to grow in the spirit. I'm going to get connected. But number three, write this one down. I'm going to go deep in God's love. Look at this, verse number 17. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all God's holy people to grasp how high and how wide and how long and how deep is the love of Christ. And to what? And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. What is Paul saying? Paul's saying, the more you know God, the more you're going to know how much he loves you. And here's the thing, many of you, even now, I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, and I did my best to explain it to you and tell you that it ain't, it ain't weird and there's nothing to be afraid of. Some of you are still like, I'm kind of afraid of that kind of thing. And the reason you're afraid, maybe, has to do with this passage right here. Maybe you have not come to a place where you fully and completely understand how much God loves you. Because when you come to that place and you realize, man, God loves me so much. It's so deep and it's so high and it's so wide and there's nothing that can separate me from my love. When I come to a knowledge of him and his love for me, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to realize that I want all that he has for me. He's not going to give me something bad. He wants to fill me with something good. He wants to fill me with the fullness of God, just as it says in this passage. And when I really know him and how much he loves me, then I say, God, I want all that you have for me. I don't want to miss out on anything that you might have because I know that everything you have for me, even the things that I don't understand, are good. Because you are good. And because you love me. So that leads me to the prayer today. What's the prayer? I believe the prayer is this. God, fill me with your spirit. Because it's in your spirit that I'm going to know the power that I need 
to live out the purpose that God has for me. And it's going to work inside of me so that it can turn around and work outside of me in the church and to all generations to make a difference. So, I'm, man, I'm going, to, I'm going to grow in the Spirit. If I don't have the Holy Spirit, I'm going to seek the Holy Spirit. If I do, I'm going to seek to have even greater filling of the Spirit in my life. I'm going to get connected with other believers, and we're going to pray together. We're, we're going to know the love of God in such a deep way that we say, I want all that God has.